What's up, everybody? This is Brandon with the Bull Movement Podcast. This is episode four. Uh, me and Chris dive into this thing. I mean, we, we cover our Apple um, call that we had in the previous podcast. I mean, we were saying plus 124, uh, plus 130, Apple's at 119. We dove into that, what went wrong, what went right, what we think is coming out um, of these next couple weeks with Tesla and Apple. Um, so we dove into it. Um, check it out. Uh, let us know what you think at the bull movement on twitter and instagram hit us up give us some uh, feedback on it and uh hope you enjoy the episode see ya we're gonna dive into obviously i know it was we had got a lot of uh, comments from people talking about our apple calls <laughs> yeah <laughs> after uh, um the iphone event definitely not a win on that right but uh you know hopefully obviously with everything we do we take it move with it and we learn from it you know, we're not, we're not professional traders. We'll keep saying that, but just got to keep, keep learning. And if we keep doing that, we'll be all right. I mean, I wanted to be optimistic. We talked about it, um, how I wanted to, I wanted the call to be, what, what did I, what did I say? Was it so above 130? Our, so it was 130. 130 was our, you know, our strike price essentially. And we, we both thought that the stock was going to be above the 124.40 mark. Yeah. And you thought it was going to be above 130, and I thought it was going to be below 130. Yeah, but, but we're both above 124. And, and when we were doing yes. this, it was after market close, which was... On Monday, prior to the Apple event. Yeah, and that was at 124.40. <clears throat> yes. Um, And then Apple event comes out, right up into the event. Start The event starts, it's at 124.40, and then it just starts going down. And I, I think it's, it was it's really interesting to me to see where it, so where it was prior to the event, right? So on ten, so ten twelve, right? Market markets open. It gets it it goes up six point four percent that day, if I remember correctly. It went up six point four percent to one twenty four, you know, to the, to the one twenty four mark that you know we were discussing at. Mm-hmm. And then look where it ends. Right yeah. back to where it started, right. So it's. I think it's really interesting to see how there was so much hype, so much volatility around Apple, and it goes up six point four percent, and then it drops six point four percent over the next couple of days. Yeah, and I, I really think that you know that's a really big, not necessarily indicator, but just something to at least be aware about of how much people now, especially you know twenty twenty, you know with everything that's going on, everything that, you know, that people are reacting so heavily to news. And I think that's very interesting because I think, I think right now, I think that we're probably right around where Apple should be, you know, no hype, no, like this is probably a safe area that Apple is in right now. I think it's really interesting to see that went up 6.4% and then it goes down 6.4% the rest of the week after the event. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. We we were saying, you know, we've been seeing these huge runs up. We compared it to Tesla's battery day. Um, you know, some earnings that you'll see that we've been seeing lately um, over the last couple of months, like earnings. It's just hype running up. Even, and no matter if it's great news, like if it's the exact news that was supposed to be coming out, no hiccups, nothing, it was sell-off on the day of. It's, it's, it's really, I mean... You know, just something that, you know, we're going to keep learning about. But it, it, it feels weird to me. It feels weird that, you know, the day prior to the event, a lot of hype around the event. 
did the event like not live up to you know its expectations you know what necessarily was it because i feel you know i mean obviously you talked a lot about the 5g but it's um it's something you know that we have to consider with all the new you know with people essentially trading on news and that's you know that's exactly what's happening and that's exactly what happened with apple yeah i mean I'm still cool with it. I, I I think it's interesting. I mean, I, like I said, we talked about it. We were like, it's either going to stay consistent, the 6.5% gain up into the close on that Monday, the day before the event. Like, that was a strong move. And it was either going to hang around that area and pop, and pop up, or it was just going to sell off like we had seen. And it, it sold off. But like you said, I mean, there's just a lot. There's a lot more players in the market. Um, the more players, the more volatility and the better it is for people that can want to come in here and capitalize on that so it's just kind of the way it is like you said but i think going forward what do you think with apple i mean it's it's hard for it to not be a buy right so i mean we have so the earnings come out the 29th i think so i think the earnings come out the 29th you have, you know, the 5G iPhones coming out at the end of this month or early next month. Yeah. Regardless, pretty soon. So you have, you know, the new iPhones coming out. You have earnings coming out. I I think that at least long term, end of the year, I think that there's no doubt that it's above 125. I think, you know, once, you know, the app, you know, the iPhone comes out, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of hype around it. I think that no doubt by the end of the year it's above 125. I, I would definitely, I think that's you know a pretty safe guess or you know bet. But I mean, with looking how the market, how like you know the market as a whole is going to do the rest of this week, I think it's gonna be a little bit shaky. You know, with this stimulus package that's you know still up in the air that people are still you know every time there's you know some news, oh it's not gonna happen, oh it is gonna happen. You know, ups and downs, up and da- ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, short term for the, you know, the rest of this week, I I would probably say, you know, it's it's going to hover right around, you know, 121 to, you know, 118. That's that's where I would put it. I don't, I don't think it's going to go up too much. I don't think it's going to go down too much right up until, you know, maybe 2 days before earnings. That's when I would say. And let me double let me double check when the earnings are. But it's, uh it's what, October 29th. It yeah. is 29th. Okay, so, cool. I I think that's I think that's good um it's going to be interesting to see because this is where a lot of the the stocks that we've been watching from the summer um, having huge runs, um, all their earnings are starting to come. And this is like the, the earnings time these, this next couple of weeks. Um, so we'll see what other um, stocks come out and what they um, announce on their earnings and how the market reacts to that. Um, because it's not just stimulus. It's now going to be stimulus other earnings from other companies it's all going to be mixing together um and then also the election we keep for um yes yeah. that's also yeah. you know in a couple put weeks it, put in that. Yeah. so um, so it's gonna be interesting but i think apple um still still think it's a solid buy i mean it went up six and a half percent off of up to 124 off of basically knowing what's going to be at the event so the way i see this right now in the week after um uh, the event was announced and the iPhones and everything that they were releasing. I see it as okay, everyone's taking profit, but that where you see that six and a half percent, that's the hype um, of what the per, like basically 
the perception of what Apple should be at. And so, yeah, we sold off here. People are taking profits, but get ready for people to start coming back in when it consolidates out, which it looks like it's about to be consolidated out. And then you can just, people will move back in for their longer term um, to play with, play with these, these iPhones that are going to be 5G. I think that, yeah, I would definitely agree with you, Brandon. I think that, I, I really do think that, you know, when it comes down, you know, when it comes time to earnings, right, I think that the, a day or, you know, a day or two beforehand, I think I think the same thing could easily happen just solely off of, maybe not to as much of an extent since it's not an event and it's not as much of a, you know, I guess, consumer-friendly thing. You know, earnings, you know, more of a, you know, more of something that, you know, the retail investor is going to look at. But I think that, you know, you could easily see, you know, a three and a half, four percent, you know, pop one or two days out from the earn from the event or from the earnings, sorry. And then, you know, depending on the earnings, obviously, you know, going to keep trucking up or go back down. Mm-hmm. So I kind of that's where personally I kind of see, you know, Apple moving, you know, prior to the event, at least or prior to the earnings. And I, I, this is just me saying throwing something out there. Right. Um Think about it, right? What two stocks? Yes, they're not literally not the same. Yeah, uh, Apple is Apple, Tesla's Tesla. But we saw them come out. They had huge runs up going like in August, you know, right when they were doing the splits and all this stuff. Um, and they are they they reacted pretty similar, right? They were obviously splits were at the same time, r- hyping up, like selling off, like basically you know following similarity um, to each other. And now you've got Tesla's earnings on October 21st. So why don't we see what happens with Tesla? And okay. you've got Apple October 29th. Well, if Tesla has a 3 to 4% pop the day before, and maybe a pop the day of, or a sell-off the day of, maybe that could be a pretty solid indication. indication of Apple. That's, a, that's, that's That is a very good point, Brandon. Um, so I know with Tesla, you know, just doing a little bit of research on them, I saw that, you know, they, they cut the price of their cars a little bit, right? Which, you know, obviously with Elon. with anything that comes out now, right, you know, people are going to feel like, you know, oh, this was a sign of, you know, profits being down, you know, demand being down. They, you know, want to push more cars. The people are going to say, oh, no, you know, everything was going great. They just really want to, you know, push through the numbers, you know, really get, you know, their gross revenue up. And it, it's, it is going to be interesting to see how people react and how, you know, the market does react to these earnings. And like you said, I think that, you know, it's a very good point where, you know, Tesla comes out on the 21st. It could be a really leading indicator of how Apple is going to react, you know, during that time. Because, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I think that's a really good point, Brandon. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I just that was just something I was thinking about. Um, they kind of have been reacting similar uh, lately. So I think we should definitely keep an eye on that and kind of maybe we make some plays based off of what how Apple performs. Um, but I mean, how Tesla performs with earnings. Um, but that's literally this week. We're filming this on Sunday. Um, <coughs> it's October 18th. And so October 21st is Tesla's earnings. Um, Tesla's been... It's been holding steady, man. Like it's been pretty strong. It's been Tesla's been pretty good. I mean, I'm happy with it. Um, it's the on Wednesday hit actually last week on the 14th. They pushed up to 465, which it finally broke out of that 460 area. 
um, the 450 area that I was been like kind of hitting the roof, hitting the roof, hitting the roof, <laughs> and then you know got up there. So I don't know if that's a a nice indication that potentially um, they're gonna, we're gonna have a strong week this week, at least up to earnings. Um, but ah, battery day, hyped up, ran up, sold off, earnings. We'll see what happens. I mean, it really does just, it really seems that, you know, people are building up this hype around, you know, the event, around, you know, the earnings, and then just, you know, to take a quick profit. And whether that's, you know, the retail investor or that's, you know, the brokerages, you know, capitalizing on a lot of retail investors deciding, oh, well, you know, I have to buy this stock, you know, before it's too late. And then obviously, you know, with many investors, oh, all right, I bought it at you know, 460 and it's already back at 450. Got to get out now. You yeah. know, and I think that, I think that's exactly, you know, I think that's exactly what's happening is that, you know, people are, you know, buying it at the 460 mark, you know, 460, you know, they're, they're really excited and earnings about to come out. And then all of a sudden, you know, a day later, since it's so volatile, you know, sells off and then, you know, boom, you know, there's a, you know, $10 loss right there multiplied by, you know, obviously how many stocks you bought. And I think that, that's a, that's a, is essentially what's driving the markets at the moment. It's just the amount of volatility, you know, and the amount of hype that's around, you know, Tesla and Apple. So what's the play? <clears throat> I think so. I think obviously, you know, long term, right? I think long term, you know, within you know the next one to two years, I definitely think that these stocks are going to perform very well coming out coming out you know coronavirus hope you know eventually right and i just think that i think that they're just so big at this point that there's almost no way that they fail that's kind of how it seems to me just like with you know amazon you know apple google they're just so big at this point that it almost seems like you know the worst chance you know like the the worst call to bet that they fail right the only reason that they would fail, it's not based on anything that, you know, that we believe, you know, that, we, you know, oh, I think that, you know, Apple's going to go down here or, you know, I don't think Tesla has a good product. It's going to be, you know, what the company does, you know, it would essentially be, you know, like a scandal of some sorts or, you know, some kind of, you know, something maybe with the um, something along, you know, the lines of the Supreme Court where, you know, these big tech companies, you know, are found guilty of something, right? Mm-hmm. And I, so I think so I think long term I think that these companies are so big and too big to fail at this point. And short term, I mean I think that you brought up a very good point where I think there's going to be you know I think there's going to be some run-ups, one or two days prior, and then I think you could easily see some sellouts. You know people taking gains and you know like I said you know brokerages you know taking advantage of the retail investor. And I. That, that's kind of where I see it. I, I think that we're going to see some run-ups prior and then after earnings, you can easily see some sell-offs just based off the earnings or if the earnings, you know, are exactly where we want it to be or where, you know, where investors want it to be. I think you could even see some sell-outs then, like you were saying earlier. So when you say like, take it, these brokerages are taking advantage of the retail investors. What do you, what do you mean by that? Because if I'm so, a retail investor, Right now, like if I'm if I'm me, which I am me, like I see Fidelity or TD Ameritrade or whatever I'm trading on, like 
I just see it as, well, I'm able to buy this at for Tesla for $439.67, and that's it. Like, I don't, I mean, yeah. they're not taking advantage so, of me. It's free, it's free, you know? So as as long as you are a long-term investor, right, and you're not, you know, playing with leverage, you're not, you know, doing anything risky, right? You're, you know, you're trying to follow the S&P 500, you're doing ETFs, you're not doing any kind of call options, no, um, I think uh, CDF is what it is. I forgot the exact name of it. But as long as you're not doing anything risky, right, you're not taking on margin, you're not taking on leverage, you're not doing call options, nothing too crazy, they're not going to be taking advantage of you. Because in the long term, in the long term, you will win. In the long term, that's what you have to understand is that you will win. But in the short term, right, so if, if you are a short shorter term investor, you know, a couple months, you know, a week, even, you know, some people who want to day trade, right? There's many ways that the brokerages can take advantage of you by essentially pushing a narrative, right? So, you know, there's all this news, you know, people want to say, you know, Apple can't go, you know, Apple won't go any higher, right? So, you know, people are like, all right, let's sell out. And then people buy when everybody else is selling out. And then, you know, pushes, pushes the stock up, pushes the stock up, you know, to 125. And then all of a sudden, boom, the brokerages, you know, sell off, they sell off, and then it forces everybody else to sell off. So it really is, it's really just a game of, you know, trying to understand, like, what is actually happening in the markets versus what the narrative is in the media, right? And that's kind of, you know, the game that you kind of want to play where, you know, you know, TD Ameritrade, you know, Fidelity, you know, Robinhood, SoFi, all these, you know, investing applications, they're all trying to, you know, kind of push a narrative push a narrative to get you to invest or to get you to sell out just so that they can, you know, get into the market and essentially take advantage of you by, you know, you, you know, being scared and not wanting to, you know, you know, stick it out and be in there for the long run. And, and you know, that that's kind of, you know, where I'm kind of seeing it and, you know, something that, you know, I'm at least going to try to keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you're getting hit with news left and right. I mean, you go on Twitter you go on Yahoo Finance, you go on Google Finance, you go Wall Street Journal, like everybody's got their own opinion. And some opinions are hyped up more than others. I mean, you watch any kind of show uh, about the markets on TV, everybody's pushing their own stuff. Um, so it's true, like, these people aren't just writing these articles simply to help you. Like, yeah, think about that. Like, you're not, they're not simply just trying to help you. Um, yeah. they, everyone's got their own interests and, um, they're trying to drive those interests at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think, uh, so like I said, so the 90, 90, 90 rule, which, you know, I saw on a YouTube video earlier, it's, you know, it's a pretty, you know, good point. I don't know like the, you know, actual statistics behind it, but you know, 90% of investors lose 90% of their portfolio in 90 days. Right. So it's a, you know, very, very interesting thing to where, you know, the people who, you know, do want to take on these risks, they don't understand, you know, so, you know, that's not, that's why, you you know, you don't see, you know, me and you, we're not, you know, going balls to the wall with our whole portfolio, you know, buying call options here, you know, because we don't know yet, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to learn, right? Because when in reality, if we were part of the 90%, you know, we would, you know, put, you know, however much money we have straight straight into extremely risky assets of you know call options you know long call options you know short call options whatever and then you know lose 90 percent of our portfolio in 90 days and that that's that's essentially what we cannot do is that you know 
you just take on so much risk without with such little knowledge and you know that's i mean that's why we're doing this podcast we're just trying to learn you know we're just you know we're that's all we want to do is learn so that if we can just keep doing that we cannot fall victim you know to being in that 90 percent where you know you can you know be smart and we can just try to learn and just try to obviously be risky with our money now right we can we can we can go ahead and take you know a ten dollar risk here you know on some you know crazy on some crazy call option just so we can learn right it's when you start you know getting in you know later into your life where you want to become you know safer but as long as we just keep learning and keep trying to understand the markets i think you know that's where we won't fall victim to being within the 90 percent. yeah and i think um another thing that we've talked about before is you can be an investor you can be a trader and i feel like a lot of times people are like you're either an investor or you're either a trader and so trader meaning like you're getting in and out of the market to make quick profits and then build 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 your account and then an investor more of a long-term outlook um, investing in a company maybe you know continuing to invest on a quarterly monthly basis dollar cost average whatever you your plan is uh, for the long term but people kind of say well you're either one or the other but I feel like and what we've always talked about is like we're, we're trying to be both like and I think part of me is you know we we, we preach long term long term long term and it's like 70% of our funds it's going to be long term it may be the 30% that we like you said take a bet here and there you maybe use some options trading here and there to maybe make some money but really just to learn and see okay this was our thought and this is what we thought was going on how did that play out yeah and exactly that if you if you say that if you take that approach we 100% believe in the long term like if you if you look at it i mean the long term works um but then also learning the market the the day to day you're going to also be a smarter investor in the long term as well cuz you understand how everything starts to work yeah I, I think that you know it's it's really clear to see exactly how our thought process is going to change you know just in the next couple of weeks you know we see we see exactly what we what happened last week you know we saw a 6.4% run up we said Wow, that's a great run-up. It's definitely going to stay there, right? You know, why did we think that? Because there was so much hype around it, right? So Tesla, right, exactly, could essentially, the same thing could essentially happen. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, you know, it could be a massive run-up right before earnings and then a sell-off. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start to develop, oh, okay, so that's something that, that can happen and that will happen, right? And then as long as you start, you know, to kind of implement those data points, into, you know, into your head, that's when you can start to, you know, understand and realize, you know, how the market is acting and, and what's happening and why. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, and I think, and I, I just think that, you know, as long as we continue to do that, you know, that that's where, you know, where that's where you're going to see, you know, gains within the trader atmosphere and where, you know, where, you know, we could hopefully eventually see some, see some success, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, taking advantage of these short-term swings that were like, see um i mean you can make six percent gains uh, in a couple of days like easy yeah. um it's just about being on the right side of the trade uh and that's just going to take that's just a learning process and continuing to un- see what happens test 
basically, it's not like you have to, you know, we talk about $10 bets. It's not like you have to put money in the market. I mean, there's plenty of times where we say right now, write it down. Okay, I'm putting this much money in the market. Yeah, there's a little bit of different emotional, right? You're not really in the market. So it's not that real gut feeling that you get when it starts turning the other way. But if you can simulate it enough like that, you're going to be able to slowly um, start to just learn more. And it's not like you have to, you can do this without, you know, putting money in the market, paper trade it. Um, but just continue to build on that. I mean, that's obviously our goal with this, um, build out the long term, learn some short term and just overall become better investors and traders. And, uh, that's the goal, you know? I mean, that's, I I think that, you know, it's definitely something that's essentially being overlooked right now is that, you know, people, people see something, you know, they're like, Oh, let me get into it. You know? Oh, I need to get into Apple now, now, now. Oh, got to get into it now. You know? And I think it's, you know, instead of, you know, using it as a learning process, you know, ra- rather than, you know, trying to, you know, be such short term and be like, oh, let me make 10 bucks right here. You know, just, you know, do my best, you know, make 10 bucks. Oh, I made free money, made free money, mm-hmm. you know, rather than learning and understanding and being able to do replicate, you know, exactly what you're doing over time. That and, you know, that's our goal. And I think that's an extremely important key to understand, yeah. you know, financial markets. 100%. And now, Chris, I don't I, I didn't tell you we were going to talk about this, but I do want to throw a little bit of a curveball in here. Um, one thing that I did see, and this is just for a quick couple minutes here. Look up Amazon for me. Gotcha. <laughs> now, look at what it So Friday, obviously, the market <coughs> was like the NASDAQ ended just down like basically a half a percent. But peep Amazon literally right at the end of the day, right after, like, right after hours. No, right before the yeah, that's wild. Right before the end of the day, you see that ginormous dump. Yep. Who? That's a big fish, man. And I mean, Brandon, like, like we, I was talking about, you know, a little bit earlier. That's where this, you know, the smart money and the dumb money is, right? So you think about it, right? You know, you have, you know, every, you know, every, it's just, it's chilling, you know, it's consolidating, you know, it's just, you know, hanging out, you know, people are, you know, deciding, you know, they're probably just holding it for the weekend, right? And then now the smart money essentially decided I'm going to sell off right here. I'm going to yeah. sell off. I'm going to sell off right here. You know, essentially three o'clock, right? They said, all right, we're going to start selling off. So they start selling off, selling, selling off. And then the dumb money, then the dumb money sells off at 350, 358, you know, 358. Yeah. And then, you know, and oh, that, that, you know, I, I think really that just really proves it, you know? So like, and that's, that's that's just interesting. It's crazy because like, okay, that was obviously like, it could have been a hedge fund. It could have been like whoever, it could be just someone with a ginormous account. Um, but yeah, we did have prime day last week. Maybe they, they knew something that prime day didn't perform as well. And now those stats are going to come out next week. I don't know, but I just wanted to say like, that's something to keep your eye on. Um, so if anyone, obviously we're going into market opens tomorrow. It's Sunday, October eighteenth. Friday, big sell off on Amazon. That's just something to keep an eye on. Um, see what happens there. Yeah, d- down five percent. That's uh, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's a six and a half swing over the day. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> that is um, yeah, that's that's interesting, man. So, I, so, so just to, so to recap real quick, I think that you know. For the next couple of weeks, I think that we just need to look at, you know, we're going to look at Tesla and Apple's earnings report. 
see what happens a couple days prior and you know you know see what ha- you know what happens to their you know to their charts and just you know look at you know is there a big run up you know did anything really happen and then how it, how it reacts you know on earnings day and what you know did it react positively to the earnings negatively to the earnings and you know stay consistent and why it does that and if you know we just learn about that and look at that i think yeah you know, i mean i i feel like a broken record right now but you know you just got to keep learning keep trying to understand and you know keep doing mhm See if there's some correlation there. There could potentially be some correlation with Tesla's earnings October 21st this week and then Apple coming right after that. Um, I'm looking at Amazon right now. Amazon's is October 29th as well. Um, so big earnings big yeah. earnings these next couple of weeks. Yeah, let's add Amazon to it. Let's just you know, check Apple, Tesla, and Amazon and yep. uh, you know, see what happens right before the earnings, during the earnings, and uh, after the earnings. Yep. And it's just uh, it, it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. It's a very, very, very interesting time to uh, be looking at the markets right now. Yeah, so the next podcast we're going to do is we're going to be post-Tesla earnings, pre-Apple earnings. Um, we're going to see if there's a little bit of well, – we might make some hedges, some bets or whatever on um, based off what Tesla does going into Apple's earnings. And it's on Wednesday, so we might be able to slip in some calls um, or some puts, <laughs> some option action into Apple um, going into the next week. So – uh, that'll be on the next podcast, and we'll see see how it goes. And um, I'm looking forward to it, Chris. Sounds good. And uh, all right, so Brandon, real quick. So next next week, let's go with uh, end of the week next week. Let's go with Tesla this time, right? Tesla's right around you know. It's, so it's four thirty nine sixty seven right now, right? With earnings coming out, do you think that it gets back? Let's let's go with uh, four fifty five. Does it get back to? Does it get to four fifty five? And this is post the end of the week. This is post, post earnings. earnings. Gosh, I think I could see it run up to four seventy and then pull back to four eighteen on Thursday. That's exactly. I I I think that this chart, this chart for this past five days, I think you could easily see it replicated. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I, this is earnings a little bit different, whatever than battery day, but. If we see a run up tomorrow and Tuesday, which I'm 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 thinking we are gonna see that, um, I think we're gonna see maybe 470 action, and then at the end of the week we're gonna consolidate back down to 430s. I I think that's a, a really good great a really good bet right there. I think that's exactly what's gonna happen. I think that we're gonna see exactly what this market shows today, with this past five days. I think that's exactly what we're gonna see. I think that we're gonna see cool. a run up on the 21st. And I think we're going to see a massive pullback right back down to 445, you know, 440, 430. Yep. I think we can easily see that. All right. Well, let's see. But, but you know, <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep making these hopefully educated guesses and, yeah. uh, you know, keep, keep learning, man. You know, just got to keep doing that. Yep. But uh, that was episode four of the Bull Movement podcast, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, like I said, Next podcast, gonna, we're going to cover post-Tesla earnings. We're going to see what that call we just made on Tesla, where we're at, how far off or how right on are we, and uh, we're going to take it from there. So, yeah, guys, um, like always, thanks for tuning in. The Bull Movement Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Bull Movement, and hit us up. We Hit us up. We, we're always, we always love the insight. Um, so, yeah. Come uh, join the Bull Movement, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one.